One of the biggest obstacles artists face in the music game is access. Getting access to the people that can make it happen or access to the information and resources you need to get to the next level. That's the key. That's why you need two of the biggest in the game on your side. Introducing J.R. McKee. Boom man, welcome to the real industrial plug. You heard me? I got some other questions that I want to ask you that's yeah, off topic. Go for it. We'll, we'll go through, we'll go through no, the we time. No, we got to, we got plenty of time. Let's What's just up? flow with it. Yeah. No, nah, well, I really want to, I'm going to ask you, I want to answer the, ask the question that we got coming up, mm-hmm. and then I want to, it's a, it's a royal questions that I want to ask. Right? All right, but just don't because, forget it, though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going, I'm not going to forget it. I'm not going right. to forget it because the thing is, is I like to get to the root because yeah. I deal with a lot of independent artists, right, right, and producers. So, a lot of the questions that I want to ask you, since we are privy to have you on the show, um, is, I know it's based on the questions that they would want to ask an attorney, but a lot of them can't afford to, to ask these questions. To, to ask these 100%. questions. Yes. So because attorney start. does charge by the hour. Exactly. So, <laughs> or by the deal. So, you know, we do flat fee deals, especially for young upstarts. I mean, yeah. so for young upstart, right. so um, that's, I think producers, that's the writers, yeah. and artists, we come in, we do a, a flat fee deal. We do a yeah. percentage deal. We, we try and make sense. Let's get in the business together. Right. So that's the question. That's go. the next question. The next question is how does an artist distinguish the price for an attorney's services? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as I'm, I'm a young artist and I, I need to, I don't know, you know, I want to get somebody to help me with this contract and I want to get somebody to help me, you know, do this management deal. Yep. You know what I'm saying? To, to come on, assign to this independent label. What do I need to look at as far as uh, price point? Sure. Yeah. So uh, let's break that down to two different things. Okay. Generally, if it's a money deal, if there's a record label that's trying to sign you and they're going to pay you in advance of some sort, okay. then then there's money at, even at the end of the rainbow. I may right. not say you got to pay me today. I may okay. say when the deal closes, my fee will be X. Right. Right. And generally it's 5% of the deal. Okay. Generally 5%. A, yeah. Generally 5% of the deal. Okay. Um, yeah. of, of the, you know, and then we just go from there. Now, if you're, if you're coming in as an artist and your first agreement is a management agreement, right. so there's really no money there. Right. Then typically we'll just say it's a flat fee of, of X. We'll kind of just discuss and figure out where you are. Well, what's the what normal? It's probably based off like an hourly yeah, rate I would or say, a retainer, I would say right? somewhere between a thousand and $2,500. Okay, cool. You know, and then. Is, most, that, a t- is that the typical retainer or? Or is that a typical hourly rate? No, no, not that's not the hourly rate. That's I, that's what I would estimate it would take to negotiate a typical management agreement. Okay, right? cool. So you know, if you're going to be tied to a manager anywhere from two to five years, right, you mm. should get that negotiated. There's right. some, right. there are some terms. There, let me just make. I have to dispel one myth on this Please. show. Please, okay, go ahead. There is no such thing as a standard contract. Exactly. Ooh. Period. There's no such thing as a standard contract. Remember that. I have I have one management agreement when I represent the manager. Okay. I have another management agreement when I represent the talent. Mm. Different terms. For sure. And so, you know, and I may say this is my standard agreement. Yeah, when I represent the talent. Right. You know, and and then even within that, when I represent a talent, mm-hmm. a level talent, there's a whole nother management, management agreement, agreement, right? Okay. Because you got to have all kind of other protections exactly. in there, yeah. right? Exactly. So that's dope information, yeah, that's dope yeah, knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so you know, a lot of times artists and new people in the industry are afraid to call a lawyer because it, they maybe they feel like it's going to be too expensive. Have a conversation, right? Be, you know, because even if I can't do it. I have associates that work for me. So okay. you're, you're not, LeRon Rogers is not negotiating a management agreement, most likely. So, yeah, right? exactly. Unless yeah. it's a big A level talent. Right, right. right. But I have scores of associates. 
mm-hmm. who are like me when I was a young lawyer, and I'll be over it. We're going to discuss the terms. They're going to run everything by me, mm-hmm. but they're going to take the time and they're going to do it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they're me 20 years ago. Right. 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 So, so the other thing I wanted to ask you, right? Excuse me. Um, me and JR, we talk a lot about um, uh, owning masters and yep. things of that nature. Oh, yeah, right? I've, seen, I've seen the discussion. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Let's so, get into it. So I talked to him, and I feel like, as an artist, I feel like that's my attorney's job to protect me and to help me, um, you know, secure my masters in whatever sort of fashion based on the leverage that's that's had. I want to get your opinion on that from your expertise. Yeah, I mean, so this is what I, because I, I would say in the last few years, that has been a very frequent question mm-hmm. for um you know, artists that come in to my office and sit down and say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to be in the music business. I have a little bit of a buzz generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people are calling. Mm-hmm. What should I do? How should I handle it? Right? right. And so really what separates a regular entertainment lawyer and a really good to great one right. is knowing when you have the leverage and you better take that deal, even if it's a peanut butter sandwich kind of a situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Or saying we should ask for more money. We should ask that the deal structure be changed to maybe a 50-50. We should ask for the deal structure to be changed to a licensing deal. Right. You know, so in every one of those is levels and leverage to that. And, mm-hmm. and being able to gauge what are the metrics? What's, you know, what's the excitement? I need to feel, I need to talk exactly. to those executives yeah. and feel their energy. Based on the see, leverage. And see, see what the leverage is, It's right? based off the leverage, right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, so, so coming in the gate, if it's, and, and, and we know, you know, we, we, we've had this conversation, sure. so I just want to have this conversation with you yeah. real quick. Yeah. So based coming out the gate, when we're telling artists to own their masters, you feel like it should be based off of leverage or you feel like every artist should just be trying to own their masters? Well, I think that's your goal, right? Mm-hmm. You may not be able to have that on your first record deal. Right. You may not be able to get that until, you know, you finish that first recording agreement. Right. I mean, right. the first deal, which may be four or five albums. But you might get the leverage. I've I've had that a few times. So so but, this this but it's is catching lightning in a bottle. That's not the norm. Exactly. Yeah. So but this is so I want to see. I like to go deep, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. What is the purpose of owning your masters? The purpose of owning your masters is at some point in time. What's well, con- two things? One is control. Right. So who's approving the use of those masters? Okay. Um, and then ultimately, if you're successful, then you can sell those masters. I think I was flipping through and saw that you guys did something on selling catalogs. Right. Yeah. Right? And so when you own stuff, right, the multiple is higher. So I'm getting back to my finance. Right. right? Yeah. Um, otherwise, you just are entitled to a cash flow or royalty Ditch. stream. And that doesn't come with control. And companies that buy those cash flows and those those rights value that lower than when you own it. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's your big homie, Boom, man, checking in. Authentic Empire's own CEO. If you want to set up a meeting, you want to rock with the team, you want to get heard, all you got to do is log on to www.authenticempiremg.com or text the number 404-857-0040. Let's get it. Boom. Hey, JR McKee here. Listen to all of my artists, managers, and executives. It's time to evolve into the streaming business. I'm the number one streaming executive in the industry with over 30 platinum and gold records in the last two years alone. I've been teaching everybody how to do what I do. So if you're interested in breaking through in the streaming business, go ahead and enroll in my masterclass to join my stream team community. 
The link's in the bio. Or visit our website, thestreamteam.club. So what do you think is the norm of an artist coming in and somebody's putting up money for them and they don't really have a buzz or they don't really have any leverage. They have no streams. They have nothing. But somebody believes in them talent wise for mm-hmm. them to come in a situation and say, hey, I want to own my masters. And somebody else is putting up a huge amount of money. What's, what's Let's the say, normal terms for a situation like that? Yeah. So there's a couple different scenarios when, when artists come in. Either mm-hmm. they, A, they're super dope and talented and they have a lot of talent. And no resources, right? right? That's your least leverage point. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they can convince someone like Boom Man, JR, to work with them, mm-hmm. then there's virtually under no circumstances, not all the times, but generally not, the company that put the person or company that puts up the money, mm-hmm. they're the one that makes the rules. They're the ones that owns the stuff. Yes, yeah. right? Sound like who the t- golden Those who take me. the risk <laughs> own the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing, right. because you got to get in the game. Because as an it, it wouldn't be like it wouldn't behoove a label to invest a bunch of money to a new artist and not own the master. Am right. I right or wrong? No, that's true. Well, because the label is also playing the same game. Well, the label on. also oh, wants what, to multiply. What are we talking about? Catalog. The label? We talking about an independent label? Independent label. Okay. I'm, I'm signing a new act. Yep. You know, we're signing a new act, yep. right? And this artist, and like say for example, Authentic Empire. We want to sign an artist, but the artist want to own his masters. Right, Would that right. be smart for me as a, as a label owner? It depends who I represent. If I represent the talent and you're going to do it, <laughs> we're going to do it. Right. But I'm just saying that's not the norm. Right. right? But if yeah. you represent the talent and the talent on, I, I, on the masters, who has the control? I, I would tell the talent, if you if we don't have two or three labels competing and you don't have a lot of leverage, that's the standard is for the production company slash independent label to own the masters. And then we try I, and carve out. If you had if you did fifty songs before you entered into this deal, we try and carve that out so that you still own that. I think I think what I'm trying and I'm, okay. I don't mean to cut okay, you off. I think what I'm trying to get to the root of is this right here. A lot of artists don't even know what the purpose of owning the master I is. Guess. Yeah. I guess. You get where I'm coming from. Well, so so owning the so, masters only only becomes valuable if you're successful yeah if the, if the masters are valuable but, and it's and it's based on so and, and what i'm trying to get to the root of mm-hmm. is because all these artists run around like oh i want to do this deal i want to own my masters oh i ain't gonna give up my rights to my masters but i don't even think they know what they're giving up because see nah. it's like the thing about me the reason why i created my platform because i wanted to educate independent yeah. artists because yeah. i used to be an independent artist and i remember once upon a time when i was coming as up as an independent artist every the whole uh, mantra was stay independent you don't need to sign to no major you don't need to sign no deal and as i learned business i said that don't make no sense why yeah. would i want to stay independent you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna I'm no beg to differ with you though that's the goal so if i'm an artist and i can get my content mm-hmm. from either my relationships or i have money to pay for it and then i can get the expertise in the marketing and development and i can get the expertise in touring and i can put all those pieces together myself yeah, 100% you should take a go at go at it on your own uh, and uh, be able to fund it but you have to you have to be able to do all those things I'm sorry, and I'm gonna respectfully disagree <laughs> with you and I understand you as a attorney but my whole thing the reason why I disagree with you is because the one thing I've learned about business my rule rule number one for me business and investing are team sports it's not meant but to be done by but he just put together yourself. the team no no I get it I yeah. get it I know, I know, and, I, and, and, I, and I get that but the reason why I'm saying independently mm-hmm. coming see and, you, and this is where you would have to Help me with your expertise, right? Well, as coming up as an artist, I don't have, I'm not privy to a venture capitalist where I'm gonna get the funding. Well, that's why I said, if that 
artists can do all of them, all of those things I just named, right. yeah. then they should take a go at it. Not saying that they should always do it forever, but they should take a go at it because you got to remember, mm-hmm. being a successful artist, you, we living in hip-hop, you got the diamond watches right, and, right, and right, the right. shoes and the cars. Right, 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 the culture, yeah. It's a difference. <laughs> and then some other areas, right? So if you take some alternative rock, or right. some other areas, right. they just want to make a living doing what right. they, they love. love. Right, and I get it. And you can do that if you can under, independently Facts. if you understand how to put the pieces Wait, together. I, I, so, I definitely so, agree so, with you on that. All right, so, I definitely so, so boom, agree. I got a question that I want to get into a- after this. But before before we get into my question, I want to wrap up what we were talking about before. Okay. Number one, you know, Leron was instructing us that you need to approach an attorney Whenever paperwork is put in front of you, exactly. Like that's that's when is it time to approach your attorney? Is as soon as somebody puts some paperwork in front of you. Yeah, that's the latest point. Yeah, correct. And then also from a payment standpoint, don't be afraid to approach them because even if you can't afford them, they can point you in the right direction. Mm 